Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt. Bellasai. I'm here in the studio as always with my producer Barry Finkel. Hi, Mary. Hey, Matt. Um, before we go any further, we need to do a serious fact check. Um, what? Somebody reached out to us to let us know that camels do not spit. That is a thing that llamas do. We were confusing llamas and camels in that one instance. Um, Everything else that we've ever said on the show is definitely true and correct, and we've never misspoke or said a said a false thing. I don't stand by this at all. But <laughs> this is being said against my will. I say camels do spit. Look at their wet pussy lips on oh, their no. face. Okay, spit can come out of that. Are you telling me all of their moisture is in their humps? I don't think so. I will not be camel-splained on my own podcast, okay? So fuck off. But also thanks for listening and we love you. (laughs) And we know who to contact if we ever need a camel. Yeah. This listener did say, I have a camel at my disposal (laughs) should you need one. Which is like maybe the best offer I've ever received. Yeah, nobody else has ever uh, offered to let me ride a camel. So next time you'll think twice about approaching me on the street or sending me a message. Unless you have a camel to include in your offer, fuck off. And on that note, we're going to get into today's episode. As always, we'll kick things off with Worst Things First, where I shout about the worst news of the week. After that, we're going to be diving deep into a bunch of chores I have to do, a.k.a. cleaning. Because according to societal standards of adulthood, I have to do it, and it's bullshit. So I'm diving deep into that. And finally... We have Chelsea Devantes in the stewed. She writes on the ABC show Bless This Mess. She hosted the podcast Noisemakers. She does stand up all over the place. And overall, I'd say she's uh, pretty great. So all of that and more is coming up. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's grab our mops and brooms and start the show. Uh, 
All right, worst things first, the worst news of the week. First, an update on the wild story from last week or the week before uh, about the tiny uh, Ukrainian person who may or may not be a child or an adult. There's disputes. A family adopted this person. She was found because a family took her in. They claim she is a child. Yeah, so now it looks like the pendulum has swung back in the direction of she's a child. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Uh, We need to be able to cut people open like trees. Oh my god. To age them. (laughs) Isn't that what dental records are for? Well, fucking take a tooth and find it out. I'm sick of the mystery. Anyway, shout out to the Ukrainian person who may or may not be a child or an adult. I wish I could get away with that, but no, I had to be born Italian. What? <laughs> Have you ever seen an Italian child? No. All all Italian people are born like at least um, 20. Excuse you, I've read Elena Ferrante, okay? I've read about Italian children. Because there's like 17 books. There's and they're four all, and like, they're overrated. Three. So. Yeah. Anyway, next! A family visiting South Carolina on vacation already is suspicious. They were on vacation and they fished a giant package from the ocean and then they took it back to their rental home, which is already a big mistake. Okay, have you seen Jumanji? You don't just take a random package back to your house. Isn't that what happened in that I've actually never seen either of the Jumanjis. (laughs) Well, nobody's seen the second one. Well, I mean, it's there. I didn't want to just... Discounted. It's a desecration to Robin Williams's memory. Anyway, so they brought it back to their house, this big package, and they opened it up and found 44 pounds of cocaine. Hey, love a traveling drug story. Yeah, remember that couple who found cocaine on a cruise? Maybe, maybe they threw it overboard and oh. washed up, and a different white family found it. <laughs> the local sheriff's department told news outlets that the family was walking along Fripp Island. Not real. When they spotted a package that was wrapped in a trash bag floating in the water, they dragged it to a beach, put it on their golf cart. That's how you know they're white. And they took it to their home, opened it up, and found it was full of cocaine. And they were like, I guess we should call the police. I guess we should have a big-ass party. Yeah, and the police were like, thank you so much. This is worth (laughs) (laughs) $600,000. So joke's on you, dumbasses. You just gave away more than half a million dollars. On finders keepers, what happened to laws in this country? They're all they all went to the Gators. This is South Carolina. No, but all the laws went to the Gators. Oh yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh oh. I I guess it's alligators are protected, but not people who find cocaine. The sheriff's office also pointed out that narcotics don't frequently wash up in their county, but they said that Hurricane Dorian may have pushed it ashore. Oh, convenient. Okay, yeah. Convenient Just for blame you. blame the hurricane. Typical cop. <laughs> Wasn't Hurricane Dorian like seven months ago? Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to throw a brick through someone's window and blame Hurricane Sandy. How about that? <laughs> Anyway, next, a woman in Port Charlotte, Florida, only in Florida, faces multiple charges after authorities say in order to avoid getting arrested for shoplifting, she climbed into the ceiling of the big lots that she was stealing from. (laughs) Yeah. 
local sheriff's office say that the 37-year-old woman went into the bathroom and removed tiles so that she could climb into the ceiling. And then over the course of a five-hour search, deputies removed tiles from several spots in the ceiling in an effort to catch her because she kept moving to other parts of the (laughs) store. (laughs) The sheriff's office said she ignored commands to come down and instead moved to other sections of the ceiling. Um, which is like, yeah. Do you think your method of getting a woman down who decided to climb into a ceiling is being like, hey, <laughs> climb down. Get over here. Shockingly, that did not work. What did work was that they called off the search, but one deputy stayed behind. And when she climbed down, he was like, you're arrested. <laughs> it seems efficient. It's like a game of cops and robbers when you're a kid. Yeah. And finally, you come down from the tree and they're like, all right. It's over. So I like I was rooting for her and then she just decided to come down. No. Once you're up there, you live there. That's now. your home. You at least come down after the store closes. I would imagine that even if they closed the store, they still would have had the deputy there to catch mm, them. I don't know. It's Florida. Next! A woman in the Pittsburgh area wanted to find out why her and her husband's SUV smelled like it was burning and making weird sounds. So when she popped open the hood, she found that a squirrel had packed nearly 200 walnuts and grass over the engine. This is amazing. Boom. Also, I want to point out this is an issue in New York because we keep finding chicken bones in our engine because rats keep bringing chicken bones in there. Alex also found he once sent me a photo of the engine that just had like a bunch of fries in it. Where rats had, like, taken French fries from the sidewalk and brought them into our car. It's a compliment. Check your engines. It's like when you have lice. It's like your head was so habitable mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. all of these lice moved in. Yeah. That's the same thing with your car. Yeah. It's like, wow, you made such a warm, inviting environment that these rodents are like, let's well, time to move right in. Yeah. And that's what this squirrel did, allegedly. Uh, I don't want to get sued by the squirrel or his representatives or her or them. Thank you. Uh, it was a nearly half a trash can's worth of walnuts. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Which is alarming that that is even a, a like measurement. <laughs> but, yeah, I do love my favorite quote was because they, they brought the couple brought out uh, someone that weekend to get a quote on removing the black walnut tree that was, I guess, in there yard and the husband said funny thing is i was thinking that for how massive the tree is and how many walnuts have fallen based on how many dents our vehicle received there really weren't that many on the ground (laughs) yeah where the fuck do you think they were going the walnut king or queen was taking them and shoving them in your engine dumbass Vroom, vroom, bitch. And finally, a man in San Jose says he left his duffel bag in a parking garage while he walked to retrieve his car, which is not how it works. You take your shit with you, sir. But when he came back for his bag, it was stolen, which is how that works. Yep. Uh, Slight problem for the thieves, though. The duffel bag was actually full of three giant pythons. No, no. I just (laughs) freaked out. 
I and just, a lizard? Yeah. I just imagine that they were all just hanging out in the suitcase. They were probably all in like separate cages. Also a duffel bag. There's no support there. Also a duffel. It, it was described as a duffel bag and only one as far as I could tell. But also I didn't really do my research. Oh my God. <laughs> but like I would think that you would see a duffel bag moving. Right? That's why I'm saying they must have been in some sort of, like, hard container. boxes inside or something. Yeah. But later, the, two of the snakes were found in a dumpster, but not the third one or the lizard. Why? <laughs> which, is, which is just, like, did the thieves decide, like, oh, we weren't expecting this, but I guess we'll take one snake <laughs> and one lizard. <laughs> Maybe they have, like, a niece and a nephew. And they could, didn't want to give them too much, but they were like a snake and a lizard. That works out great. Right, right. It's like you someone brings a gift over to your house mm-hmm. when you're having people over. Yeah. You don't want to be too imposing. It's yeah. like, oh, thanks for the flowers. Now we have to have a fucking vase for yeah. this? Come on. Oh, I guess I guess you just expect me to have a refrigerator to put all of this cheese in. Are you Now I'm responsible for all this cheese that you, you brought over to my house? Fuck off. But a snake. But a snake, yeah, you just need one of those. Yeah. The man says that he was giving a presentation at the library in downtown San Jose, and he was traveling with his gear. A.K.A. his live animals. In a duffel bag. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, like, I don't understand how this man just did not take his stuff to the car with him. No. Are your snakes that heavy? I do imagine they probably are heavy, but still. It's just like, deal with it. Also, people give me shit for bringing my dog on a plane. And this dude has like a whole freaking reptile zoo exhibit. Anyway, the man filed a police report to try to get his missing snake and lizard back. And he hopes that the public will help catch the thieves. Next time, I guess you'll think twice about leaving your reptiles wherever you want, sir. Not to victim blame, but it's his fault. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are diving deep into cleaning. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Well, fall is underway. The seasons are changing, which means people are out here cleaning. I only clean once a season at best. I only clean once a year, and that's spring cleaning. Do people clean in the fall? I don't know. I've only ever heard of spring cleaning, but really we should clean more than that. I feel like it's always like spring and fall. It's like when the seasons change. Yep. Seasons change more than just twice a year. But it's like when it goes from cold to hot and hot to cold. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Which is only two. Mm Mm-hmm. But I hate cleaning. I never do it. That's why my apartment is a full-blown dirt hut. And I decided to rant about cleaning in today's deep dive. So let's get into it. Reasons cleaning can suck my dick. First! Things get dirty way too fast. It's just like the um, number of times you have to clean relentless if i clean that should last six maybe seven months before i see a single speck of dust again uh, that's it it's just like every time you finish it's like again with this shit i have to dust every week i'm supposed to do this 
definitely dust like once every few months. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have ceiling fans, and that's something that I never thought about dusting when I was like growing up. But you know what? Th- that shit gets disgusting. You have to get on a chair. You have to wipe it down. Yeah. And then in like, yeah, a week later, it's just back again. That's the worst thing is accidentally touching a surface. Oh, God. And realizing how dirty it is. And it's like, you would never know. Anyway, next, there are too many fucking cleaning products to choose from. And I don't know which ones will kill me. It's like I said, there's certain things you're not supposed to mix together and I don't know what they are. And then, oh, I'm just trying to get some congealed toothpaste that's been uh, molded to the bottom of my bathroom sink for months. And then I accidentally create a nuclear bomb. And then, oh, oh, no. Do you know that's actually how Chernobyl happened? (laughs) It's from cleaning toothpaste. Was it? No. (laughs) Chernobyl 2, Matt's apartment. (laughs) Changing sheets is a part of the cleaning process that uh, it's just, why do we have to do this? Every every week we're supposed to do this. What? <laughs> That's too much. I also never know how to clean, like what things require cleaning. Like, are you supposed to wash your pillows? Pillowcases, yes. Pillowcases, yes. Pillows, I have not thought about that. Like, when do you wash the actual duvet? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. When they smell, And probably. those things you have to do, like, dry cleaning for, don't you? Probably. Can you just put it in the wash? I doubt it. I don't know. I'm not going to a dry cleaner. I've never gone to a dry cleaner. I don't know, because I have a gravity blanket, too. No, uh, not to brag, but I have a heavy blanket. And <laughs> I feel like I should not be putting that in a washing machine. Right. It's 25 pounds. Yeah. How are you supposed to wash that? I think you just put it in the washing machine. But have you seen those YouTube videos of people putting, like, a brick in a washing machine? It fucking destroys it. (laughs) I don't think a brick is 25 pounds. Is it? How heavy are bricks? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's fucked. (laughs) Next! I definitely don't have the time to clean a bathtub. That's for goddamn sure. Who, like, oh, I'm just going to clear my whole afternoon so that my bathtub doesn't look like the underbelly of an alligator? Which is what it routinely looks like. Also, when you're cleaning the tub, it's not just the tub. It's all the tiles, like, behind it. It's, like, the ceiling. Oh, you know what the grossest thing is? Splatters on the ceiling. Yeah, the the curtain. the Not just the shower curtain, but the, like, plasticky one. Yeah, the liner. Yeah, I don't know how to clean that. I just throw it away and buy that, a new one. <laughs> Alex told me to do that. Was, and I'm like, God, that can't be the, that can't be the answer. You should know this about me, and yes, this is me being privileged, but my solution to most cleaning problems is throw it away and buy a new one. Oh my god, you're the reason the earth is burning. (laughs) Next! Also, dishwashers are a fucking scam, okay? Dishwashers want us to believe that they make things so much easier, and but there's so much work that you still have to put into them. You have to rinse and then load and put in the little pod thing into its little fucking mouth. And then when it's done, it makes an incessant beeping noise that you have to make a blood sacrifice to before it stops. And then you have to take them all out right away or else they get streaky. You open it up and it shoots a bunch of hot steam right in your face. It just jizzes a bunch of steam in your face. And it's like, all right, I'm doing all of the work. So why are you getting paid? Dishwashers are the kid in the group project who's like, oh, oh, I'll just write the intro and the conclusion. And it's like, okay, the rest of us are doing all the work and you're just summarizing and putting your name on it. So you can fuck off. 
Uh, I am someone who has not had a dishwasher for eight years, I think now. So hard to relate, but I hear you. How old are you? Excuse you. I'm 27. <laughs> All right. So you had one for 19 years. I've had a dishwasher oh, yeah, for three did, years. Oh, yeah. You didn't grow up with a dishwasher, yeah, so right? Fuck off! <laughs> I grew up. We had to wash our dishes in the river. I had to wash my dishes next to the beavers. Also, yeah, my couch looks like a photograph from a microbiology textbook. <laughs> it's like, what? I will. I maintain that there are no human-based stains on my couch. I am responsible for all of them. Right. But they did not spring from any orifice on my body. I might have fallen out of my mouth. <laughs> Every pillow I have has a coffee stain on it or marinara stain. My couch is a blue velvet couch and it, it shows everything. Mm -hmm. Do people clean their couches? That's a tough one. That's, yes. Like, I, I mean, know you vacuum. I vacuum it. Right. And mine has, like, zip covers. And I was like, hey, Alex, should we wash these? He was like, we just got this couch, like, six months ago. No. And I was like, I think, this, <laughs> I think that we should probably wash them. Also, I don't trust the little scrub and bubbles brush with a face. I love that little guy. He's too cute. <laughs> and he smells bad. I don't like the smell of scrub and bubbles. No. It says like, oh, it's lemon lime. But like right above the whole section of the bottle that's like, caution! <laughs> this is nothing but carcinogens. And you're like, all right, fine. I won't eat it. Also, Mr. Clean is too hot. I think <laughs> now they're leaning into it. They're it's like, let's give him a fat ass, <laughs> eight abs. And it's like, oh, he has all these secrets. Like, what's in a magic eraser? Why is it why is it stay hard until you get it wet? Why don't you ask that to Mr. Clean? Wow. I don't know. What happens to the magic eraser? <laughs> because it's like not an eraser, it's like a solid. I fucking love those things. Gradually it like disintegrate yeah where does it go that's what is it because it works on more than just white at first i was like is it just like disintegrating into the wall and just like masking the stain but no, no. it's evaporating into the air yeah this is <laughs> kind of related it's like when you do an epsom salt soak and when you have a swollen foot i broke my foot <laughs> <laughs> Okay, universal. <laughs> I broke my foot and I would soak it because my foot would be so swollen. And then afterwards, it wouldn't be swollen anymore. And it's like, where did that shit go that was in my foot? Where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Isn't it just blood? I don't know. Yeah, Mr. Clean wants to come over, take off his shirt, explain a magic eraser to me, and also where all the blood goes. <laughs> That'd be great. The point is... You can never be 100% clean. We're all just fighting an uphill battle against forces beyond our control. The forces of nature that are saying, be dirty, embrace nature, just be a disgusting beast. Being clean is not how animals do it. You see an animal cleaning itself in nature? No, never. Not once. I mean... Not once, I said! Okay. So give in to your caveman instincts. You can brush the dirt around a little bit, but don't go crazy. No, I have been being much cleaner, <laughs> I will say. And it does feel good, but it's a pain in the ass. And that's it for this week's Deep Dive. Next, we got Chelsea Devantes in the studio after this commercial break. Today's episode is brought to you by our fave fragrance company, Fleur. 
I created my very own sample set that you can try with Blur. I sniffed them all, but Moab, Sandara, and Hanami were my faves that really got my nose. Allow me to introduce you to Sandara, okay? Sandara makes me smell like I just ran through a forest in the middle of a rainstorm, which I've only technically done once in a dream. But now I can pretend like I do it every day. And I don't even have to do any running, thank God. But guess what? Sandara is just one of Fleur's many great smelling non-toxic perfumes. And unlike other fragrance companies, Fleur is transparent and they tell you every ingredient in their perfumes and why it's in there. So you get a good scent made with clean ingredients. Just go to fleur.com unhappy to check out my curated sample set and get 20% off your first custom Fleur sample set. That's Fleur.com slash unhappy to get your first three Fleur fragrance samples at 20% off. P-H-L-U-R dot com slash unhappy. My guest complainer today is writer, comedian, director Chelsea Devantes. She's written for Abby's on NBC, The Opposition with Jordan Clipper, and now she's writing for Bless This Mess on ABC. Yeah. She also has a podcast, which she co-hosts with former guest complainer Ashley Nicole Black, Noisemakers by Spotify and Time's Up Now. Welcome, Chelsea. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming. Um, so we like to start by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? I mean, I hate Birthday parties. Yes. <laughs> I hate birthday parties, and the birthday party I hate the most is my own birthday party, which right. is such a bummer because I, I've I've gone from like, um, yeah, you can plan your birthday party to like, I'll I'll just do it, I'll do it, <laughs> like it's just I'll I've got it, and then I'm like, well, if I plan it, it, it can be everything I want, and now this year I sent out an email, and the email was. This is not a party. This is not an invite. <laughs> I'm just letting you know <laughs> how far I've fallen. I'm just letting you know that I will be dancing at this place um, at this time. This is We're in L.A. So it started at 10. So then I wrote, I know you're not coming. And then below <laughs> that, I wrote, please do not tell me you're not coming. I know you're not coming. I'm just letting you know. That was my... Really horrible birthday invitation. And still, on the day of my birthday, I'm in line waiting to go dancing, and my phone is like, hey, girl, sorry I'm not going to make it. And I was like, stop talking to me. That's why I hate it, because it's just this constant like check-in with who wanted to come out of the house for your special day. And even if everyone you love comes, if one person right. doesn't come, that's You're, all I can think about. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, you're crazy. No, I'm just no, like, well, where's that girl? And she didn't come for my birthday? Yeah. And then I'm upset. Right. No, I've just had the exact same thing. Right? Really? I was like, fuck me, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'll, yeah. Yeah. But the, the flip side is that when it's someone else's birthday, I'm like, I can't fucking go to that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I love you. I'm busy. You know I can't. But then when it's mine, I'm just like, this, I guess this is the year that you know and I love me. And then your whole birthday is just like not fun. Yeah, it is so much stress. It's so stressful. And uh, yeah, now I, I feel like I'm cool if someone else does all the work. But I feel like the older you get, the more it's just like, what do you want? Just plan it. Just plan it. Well, I, the other thing is that, and maybe it's not just birthday parties, but it's parties in general. We're right. like, you invite a bunch of people you haven't seen in a while to come and have five minutes of small chat with you each. Yeah. Like, what a horrible 
event. Right, right. Like, you're just going to be like, how are you? How are you? For three hours. Like, why is that? And I think that's just maybe what parties are. And then I guess I don't like parties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, how are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? And it's just like, well, that's not fun. Yeah. I just want to be like at home in my bed. I feel like what what a lot of TV shows, um, I, the, what aggravates me about the lack of reality in the world of of television is that there's no good end to small talk ever. Ever. Oh, yeah. And TV makes it sound like we just naturally end conversations. And no, I leave every conversation either like, all right, I guess we're married or like, uh. <laughs> or like I hate you now. <laughs> See you never. Because there's like no natural end when you're at a party and it's like, all right, we've covered the basics. Yeah, and you now both just what? have to like kind of move your bodies like you're in a pool right, to like right. you're just slightly shifted away enough that you can stop talking. Yeah. It's unbearable. We just need to like practice some good outs, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm just not good at Maybe that's, it's on me. It's what totally would on me. Good out though be of just be like, well, I think we got it. <laughs> See you, see you next year, Fran. And scene. <laughs> and scene. Um, that's a cut on terrible conversation. Oh, it was so going to see you. Yeah, I mean, I also think I'm just like such a people pleaser that I'm like, I'm not going to break the conversation off. So oh, yeah. it's like on you to either leave or we're having this conversation forever. But uh, yeah, I, I'm getting better at being like, all right, I'm going to go get another drink. Yeah, or but like, then you're just all like right. drinking. <laughs> Have you ever found that you're like, oh, I got to get another drink. And then you're just like, why am I wasted? Yeah, I'm on my seventh drink because like, oh, I had to get out of six conversations. Yeah, I had to get out of six conversations. <laughs> now I'm fucked up out of my mind. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I just find it to be so stressful. It's yeah. So stressful. I am. I'm looking forward to like, uh, I feel like the one party I would look forward to is like a wedding party. Oh. For myself, that oh, is. For yourself, why? By the way, no sites. No, in, it's this is like, not a realm yeah, of possibility will happen in, our, in our near future. Right. Okay. Considering that, like, the world is on fire and it will all be on fire in like 10 years. No, wait. So are you saying, like, the world's on fire, so I'm not going to have a wedding? Or are you like, the world's on fire, it's going to kill my soulmate? Um, both. Yeah. Okay, okay. I think we'll all be dead be- by before I get married. Um, but what I am okay, saying, okay, it's just okay. got really depressing. <laughs> I also, like, uh, hard disagree. Like, you you literally said you're going to an event tonight. Oh, I yeah. now believe they are there. Right, right. <laughs> Ready to meet you. Um, BT Dubs. I'm told that Zac Efron was invited to the party that oh, I'll be going to. Oh. Um, so, TBD on whether my soulmate is, is there. Is there or not? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm guessing absolutely not, but also— I'm um, guessing that he's your soulmate is not there, but Zac Efron is there. <laughs> All right. I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. One or the other. Sure, it's either— sure. Yeah, or both. We'll never know. Okay, so um, wedding's far away, but you would enjoy a wedding party because I think I think the one party that I would look forward to is my wedding party because that feels like the one that's like, you have to fucking come and, like, <laughs> you have to give me a fucking gift and, yeah— I'm very, I feel like I'm also from like, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, and I feel like, you know, suburban like family. Before I really moved to New York, like everybody I knew was lived within a five mile radius of one another. So yeah. it's like you have a wedding, it's just like at the double tree. <laughs> You're not flying. The finest chapel in Chicago. <laughs> yes, yes. And now that I'm like, all right, now I know people who live all over and can like, okay, we're going to a wedding. And it's like, you have to fly there and it's a weekend it's an and it's an event. Yes. Yeah. 
than that, I'm looking forward to inflicting pain on everybody else. I love that. Although I think a wedding party is maybe worse because now it's like. <laughs> I mean, societally, yes. I think most people would agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but you know, now it's gonna be like your parents' friends and people you really haven't seen. Where you're like, well, I have to invite my my cousin or whatever. Right, right. And you're gonna have to talk to all those people, but you're gonna be like, it's my day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm I feel like I'm looking forward to being like uh yeah not that not that I don't think anybody in my family is like not cool with a gay wedding. I feel like we'll find oh, out. You'll find out. <laughs> but also Someone like in your life will surprise you. <laughs> right. Right. I I do think there are moments where I'm like, "Oh, suddenly we have very traditional opinions about these things." Where like something will happen either in the news or whatever and then they're they're like, "Well, I don't think they should have done that and it's like okay oh, this is oh weddings uncover weddings always uncover deep seated right. things in your life that you never needed to know yeah like uh, like it's just like oh that person's mom is gonna be a crazy bee about attention and you're like I didn't know she was going through that right <laughs> you know yeah it's uh, you know I but I, I live for that type of drama as long oh. as I can then fly or get back on an airplane and leave it you should make it a destination <laughs> wedding somewhere like no one wants to go Right. And just demand that they go to like, I'm trying to think of a, just a real. Greenland. Sh- Greenland. That's a great one. Yeah. It's just a pure block of ice. Pure block of ice. Very cold, very far. Yeah. Not a lot of cheap flights. Right, right. I feel this for you, a Greenland wedding. <laughs> but yeah, I think that like there's that deep-seated like I am going to throw the best wedding party ever. And then like anybody who doesn't, who chooses not to come, it's like. You're dead to me. You're lost. You're yeah. De- you're dead to me. You missed the party of the century. Well, look, I just hope to get an invite. I'm really going to, for the rest of the podcast, just listen to me work. Right. Well, you, you have time. You have time. Okay, okay. okay. Um, before the world. Uh, I'm going to try and get so intimately, w- intimately with you. No, I'm going to try and get intimate with our friendship so you, you feel yeah. like, oh, I told that podcast bitch I'd invite her. <laughs> oh, God, I guess I got invite her. Yeah, I'll be ready. Yeah, either. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, you play your cards right. You could you could officiate. Or- okay. <laughs> I'll be like, no one believed in his love but me. <laughs> so let's talk about, I guess you're kind of like start. Let's We could go oh, through yeah. all the, the, the podcast basics, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where, where did you grow up? I grew up, so I'm from New Mexico, but the addendum to that is that I'm from from almost every state in the Southwest. Okay. So New Mexico is where I've I've uh, been from. It's a location I've been from the longest. But I lived in um, Nevada and California and Colorado and Utah and also Louisiana and then New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. It's just a pl- the plethora of the the American South. Just the best of the Southwest. Um, yeah. And then from New Mexico, I went to New York. Right. Um, because I I was I was from such small town culture Mm -hmm. that I knew I wanted to be um, in entertainment, like an actor or a writer. And I just assumed that meant you had to go to Broadway. Right. I was like, I guess, (laughs) I guess Broadway. Just off the bus. I'm not a singer. I'm not a dancer. I, (laughs) but I do want to act. So I guess it's, I guess it's Broadway. Um, Yeah. And I got there and um, it was, it was just such a culture shock. And I have been to other countries, (laughs) but it was such a culture shock being from New Mexico and then being in New York and then um thankfully I discovered that you can live in other cities right and pursue this so then I moved to Chicago okay yeah yes and then I was in Chicago for seven years doing the second city right so I did um I don't know if you know that the second city had like this contract with cruise ships for a long time 
Uh, no, I don't think I okay. do that. Okay, it was it was hot news. I don't know how you missed it. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, the first kind of job you could get getting paid to be a comedian was auditioning for these cruise ships, and then you would go and live on a cruise ship for four months and perform these, oh this like God. classic Second City. Yeah, it was that. Exactly how you just reacted sums it up perfectly. <laughs> it was an oh my god experience. So um, how many like four month stints did you do on well, cruise ships? So here's the thing: I got very lucky because some people did years, but your girl did one and never went back. <laughs> and I was like, I will never go back. I'll go back to being a waitress before yeah. I get back on that goddamn boat. So you were there for one four month, one four month stint, and then never got back on the boat. Was yeah. it just like? What was the most painful part about it, besides everything? Besides, besides all of it, I would say, um, you know, you're you're kind of like stuck on a floating mall, and above the ship, you know, it's like all that fake, like da da da, we're on a cruise ship, like it's glitzy and it's glamour, but then like below is where you live, and like shit gets dark down there, and <laughs> like it gets really, it gets really dark below deck, and um, bottles of wine were a dollar. Because it's maritime law. Oh my god! Yeah. That I mean, yeah. I famously can throw back a bottle of wine, but that sounds like a bad idea. I mean, and it's you know, it's not it's not good stuff. Um, <laughs> so we would we would get for a red dollar? wine for a dollar. Can you imagine? <laughs> for a dollar, and we would get a bottle of red wine, and we would cut it with a bottle of white wine because it was just so strong. Why would you <laughs> do not know? But it you're got, just drinking the like spit bucket that they have at wine tasting. Yes, oh my my God, yeah, and it really got you messed up. I mean, it's like no still shit. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> still, I, yeah, exactly. I mean, I was like, if this day I was like, I really want to get drunk tonight, I would mix red and white wine. Um, <laughs> but it it just made you go crazy. You're performing kind of antiquated comedy because it had to fit this cruise ship demographic, which, like, really did not like progressive ideals. So I was just, like, the girlfriend and the wife, the girlfriend and the wife. And then, (laughs) you know, you get in a cycle and time starts to blur. And then I just remember one night, like, I I do feel slightly ashamed of this, but um, we were just, you just go out of your mind. So um, it was a singer's birthday on the ship. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you could go up and get a cake made for someone's birthday. And so, you know, it was always like a big event of like, oh, someone's having a birthday. And we were down in the crew lounge and the cake had been brought down. And he was like, it's my birthday and he's celebrating. And I just remember someone being like, I'll give you a dollar to smash your face in that cake. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> and just, that's one bottle of wine right one- there. <laughs> I mean, what? That's a big thing, you know? (laughs) So, I mean, I walked over, just smashed my my face in a cake, and, um, and... And then I remember other people grabbing the cake and just throwing it on themselves. We're not even that drunk. And I remember the singer just being like, you've ruined my birthday. How could you? And I was like, oh, my God, right. Like, why would I smash another human's birthday cake on my own face? Um, so you didn't even know the singer, really? We know, we, you know, the cruise ship's small, so you know each other. I mean, I knew him. Right, um, right. He knew me. We, yeah, but yeah, I've, ru- I've ruined a man's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I 
But, you know, you look back and you're like, oh, it's like some weird cabin fever got to you of like, I just make must make something happen yeah. in my life. I can't imagine. I mean, I think that world, the world of just being on a cruise ship for any amount of time yeah. is so foreign to me. Oh, yeah. That like, uh, yeah, I can't imagine what it does to a, a, a brain. And it's, it's so it's so sad, too, because, you know, you, <laughs> yeah, you go there. Like yeah, does it sound happy? <laughs> um, you go to the ports, but you don't. Maybe the first time around, you're like, oh, my gosh, we're in the Bahamas or whatever. But the ports are built to house the cruise ship. And then behind this, like, wall of, like, Diamonds International and perfume shops and people in, like, fake costumes is the real town. Right. Which would often be, like, suffering and impoverished. And then there's this big wall. And then it would be this little tiny, like, you've experienced the Bahamas, quote, unquote. Right. And it was was just, like— it, it, I mean, it's just awful. And yeah. then people are like, I've been to the Bahamas. And you're like, no, you haven't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you docked? I, I docked. Got off land. I said, never again. Um, I started touring for Second City's Lands Company where you, like, get in a van and go around to cities in America. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I did three main stage shows at Second City. And um, and then on my third one, I started doing late night writing packets. And then I got my first job for John Stewart's HBO show, which mm-hmm. was his first show after um, The Daily Show. Right. That that uh, everyone will be like, what are you talking about? Um, it was canceled. <laughs> John canceled it himself, um, but it never went to air. But I was like working on that for a year um, with John in New Jersey and then moved into late night and then finally moved to L.A. And now I'm here. Right. <laughs> that was the, the John Stewart show. Uh, so it was like you had to live on a farm with him. Oh, my God. Yeah. So <laughs> they... They were like, you know, it's going to be in New York, but maybe sometimes New Jersey. And um, they were just setting up shops so fast to get up on the the ground. And John's wife has a farm sanctuary. They own a farm sanctuary. And it's it's just so beautiful. They rescue these animals. And that's where they kind of started the whole thing. So I got this address to show up to and I took like a two hour train, um, an Uber, like and I finally show up and I'm like walking down. I'm like, there's horses here and I was like and there's oh my god are those pigs and you're just like going in into this house and then like that's where we worked so I would like watch Fox News and just sob (laughs) and then walk outside and like pet these beautiful horses oh my god they like stole my heart and um I really bonded with the horses because I was always, like, sobbing over fake news. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Did I just say fake news? Oh, kill me. (laughs) Well, at least I'm talking about Fox News, but still kill me. Um, I was sobbing over Fox News, and so I really bonded with this one horse, Lily, who had one eye. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting a visual. (laughs) Yeah. And I would just, like, cry with her. And horses are very therapeutic. I don't know if you heard this, but, like, if you have PTSD or something like that, horse therapy is, like, I did not know about this. Yeah. No. You heard it? here first maybe um, maybe that's what's wrong with my life i, I think just, if you met I'm a horse you horses. could believe in love <laughs> once again <laughs> um yeah equine therapy is very good so anyways me and this horse are just like crying together and then one day i'm like walking in and i see the showrunner come walking out the door and she's like but it's pretty far away you know it's a farm <laughs> so right. she's like walking out the door she's kind of calling to me and i look to my left and lily's not there and she's like lily died oh no and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) it's week three and they're like hey do you have some like pitches for like do you think this donald trump guy's gonna win and i was like hey my horse is gone (laughs) and then they're like yeah it's an animal sanctuary like they right you know they've been rescued (laughs) they they might die here it was horrible you probably are gonna edit all this out no (laughs) 
I love it. This is what it's really. This podcast is about getting to moments where we talk about dead horses. So <laughs> yeah, I love that's that. your thing. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah, I do, I do think I've never. Well, I don't know. I feel like I've I interact. It's the same with children. Like I feel like I interact with animals very infrequently, and then oh. when I do, I'm like I forgot how to interact with this. Yeah, I mean, what a gift! You just sound like you're bragging. Like no kids in your life. Oh, I wish. I w- I mean, I love when we're friends with kids. Sure, and, sure. Oh my god! If I complained about that, everyone would kill me. But like, <laughs> stop making your children, your priority. Am I right? Exactly. <laughs> Come hang out with me. I, I'm, I'm definitely at that age where, like, yeah, everybody I know is having a, a baby or, like, and, and every, all my cousins around their, like, fifth child. Yeah. And they're I, younger than I am. That's, well, I mean, rude. That's rude <laughs> of them. I think if you have a child, you should be forced to keep your life the same with your friends. <laughs> Like, you're allowed. You're allowed to have a child, have a family, absolutely. But, like, you still have to go out and party and have fun. And if you can't make that work, you're not allowed to have a child. And this only applies to my friends. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I did some video about people who, like, with newborns, basically, why they're the worst. (laughs) And, like— I'd click that. (laughs) I think all—yeah. I mean, most of the comments were like, yeah, obviously. But also, it's in my apartment. You see my apartment in the back, and they're like, yeah, clearly you have (laughs) never— Like you listen well, to your apartment. This sad man doesn't like newborns. <laughs> I mean, no, absolutely. I'm gonna be in ten years. I'm gonna be like, why don't I have a child? Why won't anyone talk to me? Oh, it's because I should have had a kid. Um, but at this moment, currently, I'm I'm pretty furious whenever I see a child. Yeah. Oh well, it's yeah. I mean, there's a whole long list of like reasons why children are the worst in general. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I have a pretty high threshold for, like, all right, I'm not going to yell at a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, once that threshold is met, all bets are off. Ooh, I would love to see that. There was uh, my cousin who is, like, 7 or 18. I have no idea. He's, like, in that age where I'm, like, I don't know how old you are. Yeah. Uh, and he was having a birthday party, and it was, like, suburban birthday party where we're all in the backyard. There's just, like, a cooler of beer. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's his birthday party. But I, I remember one of his, like, little friends was there. And he started making fun of, like, how I was wearing glasses. and what? He was wearing glasses. And I was like, I'm about to beat the shit out of a kid. How, how old was that child? I, I He had to have been, like, 10. So a 10-year-old in glasses was like, you're a loser for wearing glasses. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's just no sense of self-awareness. I love this. Yeah. I want to find him. He's going to become president of a company. I right, right. I was trying to work, and one day I'll work for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's probably tomorrow. <laughs> He's probably, like, inventing some app. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to work it out of my head because I was like, you know, I feel like I am now far enough away from childhood where I... I have lost the sense of, like, what kid is cool and what kid is a nerd. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I think he was just, like, a cool kid, even though, like— In, in gla- glasses would in not my have day, been allowed right, to be right. cool when we were young. So that's, like, times have changed. <gasps> You're like— And maybe kids with glasses are cool now. And he felt like he could make fun of me because I was at the bottom of the totem pole. He's like, I'll have contacts <laughs> the time I'm your age. <laughs> or, like, glasses will just be so cool. Oh, just the whole time. Yeah. Wild. I mean, good for them. I'm gl- I'm glad that I wish I could live in the age where the stuff that is cool now is cool. 
I don't think I'll ever catch up. Uh, we can try. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a glitter fanny pack. Um. Um, so let's see. Let's move into a game that we call Elaborate, which is uh, we found some tweets where you've expressed your hatred of stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to elaborate. Okay. Um, oh, yes. Nothing says it seems like you hate yourself like an edible arrangement. That's a solid. That's from 2014. Oh, I was going to say, that? <laughs> By the um, way, we just searched the word hate in your name. And that's so. what it was. Oh, thank you. Uh, did you find any of my haters out there? Uh, yeah. We, there was a lot. There was a, a lot. lot. Oh, good. Yeah. I've made it. Wow. Nothing says you hate something. Okay. I'm trying to think where the perspective of the joke is. Am I talking about you're sending it to someone else or that you're, oh, I think yeah. you want it. No, I think it says like, it seems like you hate yourself. Here's an edible oh, arrangement. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. It, but also, the better joke is, like, saying, like, you're fat, bitch. Like, <laughs> and I think you hate yourself, so I'm sending you an edible arrangement. I mean, just nothing worse than getting a thing of fruit when you could have gotten wine, chocolate. Yeah, I, I feel like there's only been a couple of times where I've actually had, like, like trademark edible arrangement, edible arrangement. Yeah. And the fruit is, like, Horrible. Yeah, it's, it's like it's not like good so fruit. Syrupy because it has to stay good. <laughs> yeah, for probably years before they cut into little stars or whatever. I'm also like fundamentally anti balling melons. Oh yeah, and that's all that is. Yeah, and it is not a gift. Like and like, let's be real here. Fruit, one of the cheapest things at the store. Like, go get some yourself. Like <laughs> the fact that they're like it's seventy dollars to send a fruit basket is just like anything would have. It would be better to just give you seventy dollars like gift card to Seven Eleven. Yeah. I wish, I mean, I would absolutely join like a fruit of the month club, but that sets up a lot mind. of <laughs> You're out of your mind. You're going to throw all that fruit away. I know it. Fruit is the one thing for me that like makes me feel like I'm being healthy, but it's absolutely just like full of sugar. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm it's like, good why sugar, am I breaking yeah. out? It's because I ate an entire watermelon yesterday. Oh, yeah. An entire cubed melon. <laughs> oh, I will go to the store and absolutely devastate. A watermelon, like I. Oh, you'll just take it to take it to the mats. <laughs> Cut a hole in it, yeah, yeah, and just go to town. Uh, this I'm just curious about. The, the worst part of dating is finding out how many people have record players. <laughs> <laughs> how many people are you dating? <laughs> oh my god, it's okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I just really want to know how many dates you went on where someone had a record player. A lot. Oh my god, I so, see that in L.A. <laughs> Really? I was in New York at the okay, time. Okay, then I'm wrong. And, I, and I'm and i just so sad that you've seen it on the other coast as well. Um, before my current boyfriend, I had it in my head. I was like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a feminist. <laughs> I'm a grown lady. I've made a lot of choices. I'm free. I'm going to date every person in the city. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to date and no one can stop me. And I was like turning and burning. Like I was, I got on some apps and I was flipping them. I was like, every night I was like going to work, <laughs> getting out of work very late. Like I was working like a very hard job. And then at nine o'clock I was like, I don't care, drinks. And um, in this period, I went back to, I'd say, two gentlemen's houses and like the first I was like I'm dating I'm dating I'm out there and got there and he was like um what record would you like to listen to and I was like oh god abort 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 I mean just unbearable and I was like all right well that was a, that was a fluke and then um and then this dude I pulled one of those um can I I I had stuff in my hands do you care if I just put it up in my apartment um so then we can like go to this date right and I, again, I hadn't been dating in a while. So I was like, sure. I should have been like, motherfucker, 
Right. You brought that shit here so you could be like. <laughs> so we go up to his apartment and he's like, should I put a record on? And I it was like, no. <laughs> and um, no. And also now I see, I see what you've done. Masterful. Masterful work. Right. But yeah, they all have fucking record players. And I believe it is like the single men who are like, I'm a loser. I have nothing to offer the world. But... I've got a record player. <laughs> and uh, when I put this baby on, she's going to see I have taste. And it's just like, oh, garbage. And then it worked. Uh, and yeah. then it worked because my current <laughs> boyfriend was like, I hate record players. And I was like, my man. See, that's what dating is all about. It's just like learning the red flags. We also, we discovered we hated um, landmarks and castles on our first date where I was like, if I... Well, hate to go on a tour. I don't need to see any landmarks and I don't need to see any fucking castles. And he was like, I also hate landmarks and castles. And I was like, I love you. What a specific thing to, to like, hate. <laughs> it's just like, you know, you're just like, and this is a fucking landmark. And you're like, okay, I, gla- I guess I'm glad I traveled here to see some small right. castle. Right, yeah. One more. Um you you do famously, and yes, I'm using that word again, uh, hate male gynos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Which is, yeah, this is a world that's foreign to me. Oh, yes, good. I'll give uh, some hot dish. Okay, so first off, I did another podcast where I talked about hating male gynos. Right. So this is the dish, okay? I do this podcast, and my mom is like, Oh, my God, Chelsea. Do you remember when, this is a long story, I'll try to make it short, but basically one of my God brother's friends, they had like on spring break come and stayed at our house. And his friend apparently stole my stepdad's credit card number, like wrote it down by hand, which worked by the, back then. Yeah. And they got a bunch of, they were like all these 900 number charges and like, um, all these like male like I don't want to say it was thongs but like a bunch of like male lingerie was ordered a lot of porn just like and this I mean this kid is like 16 years old yeah and they finally realized they're like oh my god our credit card was stolen and it's your god brother's friend he, he was so creepy and then I was like oh my god I remember I was a young girl at the time and that was that that creepy friend who was like you should try on dresses for us and stuff like creepy 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 <laughs> my mom was like guess what he became a gyno. No. And I was like, what? She's like, yep, he fronted me on Facebook the other day. <laughs> so one, this this motherfucker grew up and was like, I'm going to become a gyno. And then he was like, I'll friend that family <laughs> whose credit card I stole many years ago. And he's a gyno. And this brings me to my point. Right. I say no more, really. Maybe your male gyno <laughs> is fine. But the chance that he is the 16-year-old pervert is high. And we should not take it. And we should oust them out of the business. And we should give all those opportunities to women because men run the gyneco- like gynecological like history. Like, all of medicine, the gynecology is, like, run by men. Right. And it's just like, that's insane. I think it's fine. Like, let's kick them out by prejudice and just, like, let women take over and they can have this one field because it's our field. Yeah. <laughs> also, before we move on, I should say that um, I did have uh, an ovarian tumor removed by a man who was wonderful and he saved my life. So, kudos yeah, to Yeah, see? <laughs> there, are, there are the upsides. I, like, he was 
a surgeon, though. I feel like it's different. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Everyone, you know, if if it has to go up your urethra. Hopefully it's, it's a woman. It's for the best. But if it has to be a man, I guess. <laughs> they want to, you know, you want to make sure you find it. Okay. On that note, <laughs> where, yes, good, good. where can people find you and your work? You can find my incredible Instagram videos yes. on Instagram at Chelsea Devantes. I'm the only Chelsea Devantes. You'll find it. I'm on Twitter as guess what? At Chelsea Devantes. <laughs> and um, Bless This Mess, the show I write for, it comes out on ABC a week from now on the 24th. And it's got Lake Bell and, and uh, Dak Shepard and Pam fucking Greer on it. Yes. And Ed Begley Jr. And it's really cool. That is, uh, in case, it, this it'll probably already be out by the time people hear this. September Ooh, so it's right. September 24th. Get, yeah. on, get on Hulu, but um, also those fresh ABC views, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Fire <laughs> up the cable box Fire if you got it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. And blessed be your, your ether. Yeah. He's fine now. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier, starting with the TV shows we've been watching this week. Barry, what you been watching? Well, when people listen to this, please know that I will be gallivanting around London and Paris and Geneva, Switzerland. And to oh. prepare for this vacation, I uh, watched some of Parts Unknown. Anthony Bourdain. Or Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown, R.I.P. Um, sweet baby daddy. Um <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I just love him so much. I find him so attractive. And I really was upset when he died. Um, and, and I had never seen the London episode, so I watched that. Uh, and I was just like, you know, I haven't seen a ton of Parts Unknown. I haven't. You haven't? No. Oh, you would fucking love it. I'll watch it. It's so good. Um, and so I watched that, and I think I'm going to watch, um, see, I'm sure he's done a Paris one. I'm going to watch, like, whatever other Paris stuff he's done. And, uh I yeah. actually don't even know. Is it like he goes to places but then goes to like obscure? I don't know. He goes to like well-known places. Um, but then he also goes to like he went to Koreatown in Los Angeles. Like he goes all over the place and mm-hmm. talks to all these different people. And it's not just food. Like there was an artist in the London one. So it's a lot of just like culture uh, stuff. And he's incredible. And I really enjoyed it. So that's what I watched this week. What about you? I've been watching uh, this Netflix show called Abstract. Have you seen it? I've seen the logo for it, but okay, I've not well, watched it. Okay, well, that doesn't fucking count. Abstract is basically, if you know Chef's Table, mm-hmm. uh, it's like Chef's Table, but for like artists and designers. Oh. So every episode, it's season two, it's a documentary series. Every episode is about a different, like, uh, creative person and it's sort of a, a profile of them but it's very like cool and like stylized in the way that like Chef's Table does for chefs. Uh-huh. Like one of them is Ruth Carter who was the first African American person or woman to win uh, the best costume design Oscar for Black, Black Panther. Black Panther, yeah. So it's like about her and her like Oh, it's awesome journey um but uh, yeah there's a lot of like weird creative the the second one is about this woman who's like a professor at MIT who's this it's like this weird art but science department that she's in and they like make stuff out of like silkworm what? it's like weird like weird shit that you watch it's like yeah weird but cool but cool <laughs> 
Yeah, I remember the first season. You should go back. I mean, you can watch them in any order. Uh, right. But the first season, uh, there was like a cartoonist, but also like uh, the creative director at Nike, who's been there forever, and like a guy who designs cards and a, a theater stage designer. And like, uh, yeah, it's cool. Awesome. And inspiring. Cool. Uh, what's your non-TV chaser? Oh, my non-TV chaser comes from Twitter, but really from YouTube. Um, many people, it did go viral, probably saw this. If you haven't, please, please look it up. Please. What is it? It is worth your time. It's this woman who has a website and a YouTube series called Mia Pearl. And it is, she rescues opossums, or possums, and... She just has a whole YouTube series. Like, I'm I'm probably, we should probably play a clip or two from her in this. She is incredible. Here, let's just let's just listen to it really quick. How often have you been walking and you come across a possum that just makes your heart start racing and your your breath catch and your jaw drop because he or she is just drop dead gorgeous. We've all been there. But there are other times when we come across a possum who almost makes us lose our lunch. Uh, after watching the clip, I've realized that it is me, Pearl A, not me, a Pearl. Um, Matt, thoughts on this lady? <laughs> I will say, okay, first of all, this this particular clip is many years old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it only came into my life recently. But yeah, actually, it's like I have seen this clip pop up a bunch of times. But I, it was always one of those internet things that I'd see, and I was just like, I'm never, I'm not going to watch this. But it's come up so many times, and it was only recently that I finally watched it, and it's worth it. I, I fully went in and just like watched so many of her videos. Like they are legitimately funny. Like she's. She's incredible. And I just I have so many warm feelings towards this lady. Um, and she really, truly made me happy. I watched Pure so wholesome, many. <laughs> a possum content. It's so good. So that's my chaser this week. I hope you all check it out. Um, what about you? What's your chaser? Mine, well, I've been saying that I've been rewatching slash watching the uh, Great British Bake Off because now it's on weekly, uh, the latest episode. As has happened when I watch The Great British Bake Off, I suddenly convince myself that I am a baker. <laughs> so my uh, my chaser is baking slash cooking. I'm, I'm going to attempt to do more of it myself. I did uh, purchase even more baking equipment. <laughs> Mostly, I never had a hand mixer before or like any type of electric oh, yeah. mixer. So I bought a nice new one of those some nice mixing bowls. And then after we're done recording today, I'm going to go to Ikea on a, a school night and attempt to potentially be... Because especially in New York, I mean, all Ikeas everywhere, I believe, are um, houses of torture. But I think I, they're usually bad, in my experience, on the weekends because that's when like, right. most people are going to do their shopping. But I like to go on a school night of when course. it's nobody else but me and the knives and I can touch them. 
I bought Ikea's good kitchen stuff. That's great. So I'm going to buy kitchen stuff. As always, my chaser is me spending money on something. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. But it does make me happy. And I do, well, I mean, I do say I enjoy watching um, The Great British Bake Off has uh, master classes with Mary Berry and Paul Hollywood, and they teach you how to make stuff. And usually they are like, you don't need all of this fancy stuff. Like, I'm not, it's not like I'm buying you know, fancy chocolate molds or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just need some of the basics. Yeah. You got to get that foundation. But yeah, when I'm when I'm coming in, rocking those fucking Christmas cookies, you better recognize my talent. Oh, I will. Uh, even though I made cookies when I was home in Chicago and they were horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm learning. It's work in progress. That's it for this week's Unhappy Hour. Thank you for listening. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. I want you to know. <laughs>